Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of A Change in Attitude. I am your one of your brilliant hosts, Ori. I think I'm Ori. I don't know where I am today. Currently getting over a little bit of sickness, fighting through that. But I am here with the rest of the tri- tag team trifecta of trouble. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, Mags and Tanner, guys, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing really well. Uh yeah, just sticky and warm. We've had a, a bit of a, a heat wave here in the UK. It's been over 20 degrees Celsius now. Whew, it's baking, baking hot. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, happy to, to get back with you guys to talk some talk some wrestling. Wrestling, Tanner. And you, my friend? I'm doing all right. Uh, I, I'm really glad this is not a video cast because I look awful. Oh, you and me uh, both, brother. I, I look like I've been—I I feel like I've been walking around in a sauna all day because it's, it's probably a little bit further north heat-wise than what Mags was was talking about over on his side of the yard. But it's just <laughs> as humid, so I've been like, you know, re- really wishing that, uh, yeah, really wishing it was a, an actual sauna. That would have been cool, but yeah. I digress. This is a wrestling show. What am I going on about? I can say for where I am, as of right now, it is 31 Celsius. That's pretty hot. Yeah, which for us American people, that's 88 degrees. But Mm. feels like 96 currently in South Louisiana. So fun, fun. Congratulations. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not enjoying it. 
No one's it, enjoying it. Yeah. yeah, it just hit about 92 degrees here and uh, super, super duper humid. This has been raining all week, so. <laughs> yeah, definitely not what we like to call fun in this general vicinity of the world. But speaking of areas of the world, today we are looking at the July 1996 in your house pay-per-view international incident if you are looking for that on the peacock channel that is going to be in the in your house pay-per-views season two episode four mm. so let's get into whatever this was <laughs> I, i'm gonna say, I, I told mags before you popped in tanner like i was kind of glad that i was hosting this one because i had trouble i i, I struggled with this one it it I struggled to pay attention. I struggled to stay engaged. I I got yelled at by my husband a couple times. Like, aren't you supposed to be watching that? Get off of TikTok. I'm like, I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you are. I can see it. I'm like, I'm trying, man. I just can't. I can't. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when the, the Undertaker's on these early cards, right? Like, it's just a boar fest? No. I, I, I kid, I kid, oh. I digress. Oh, um, it hit way earlier than for the No, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, this, this show was a little bit of a rough going for about over half the card, but... Wow, yeah. I, re- I do not know where you two are coming from. Because I actually really enjoyed this show. I thought it wasn't the best wrestling, don't get me wrong, but I enjoyed what was happening in between. I, I will agree with you on there. There there are some some special moments, some very entertaining moments. Uh, but yeah, if you if you watched this strictly for, for the wrestling, uh, boy howdy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So let's jump right into it right here on the Chairshot Radio Network, where we always love to remind you to always use your head. And we jump right in at the top with the endings of the free for all, the free preview prior to the actual show, um, where we get a little tete-a-tete between Jim Cornette and Jose Lothario, in which Jose hits Jim Cornette, which, you know, is always one of my favorite parts of the show. Um, and Vader, of course, comes in to attack him. Michaels intercepts. And uh, it was all right for a jumping off point. We didn't really have any type of audio commentary to go with it. It was just kind of here it is. And that was it. Yeah. So... This this part actually piqued my interest because I I didn't remember that there was actually a free for all and on on uh, on the UK version of the the network we couldn't get that free for all so I didn't I didn't have any kind of context of what had actually happened so I went back and, and did a little bit of research and found out what went on on that that free for all show so we we actually got a match that we covered a couple of uh, episodes ago the the rematch between Salvio Vega and Justin Hope Bradshaw that happened. Um, then we had Goldust arriving to the arena. Uh, then we got that that uh, Undertaker uh, music video that we covered, I think, last week. And then there was a little bit of a rundown about the the main event, uh, which is where we get the the part with uh, uh, Jose facing off with with uh, Jim Cornette, who he claims threatened him with a switchblade. Um, there's a cool little bit which I do actually want to see if I can find is a. Uh, uh, Kevin Keller 
uh, interviewing Stone Cold, and Kerry Kelly looks so young in the in the in the photo. Looks and Stone Cold's looking just grimacing. Um, and then we to I round would off. Love to see that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try and uh, try and look it up. And then uh, to round it off, we get uh, uh, something that I think he's repeated later on in the show uh, with Jim Cornette, uh essentially promising to pay back every ticket holder and every uh, person who uh, purchased the the pay per view. Uh, to pay their money back if if they didn't win, and then we got onto onto the the main card. Yep, and that ended up being Sunny and the Guns versus the Body Donnas. No Cloudy because they have decided, uh, thanks to the fans and Cloudy, we don't need anybody. We're good. So of course, some nice publicity there for you know the WWF. To, you know, garner some interest and whatnot. But, of course, no, no, we don't need anybody. We don't. And, and I feel like we, we saw that recently in AD, A, AEW within the last year. Am I wrong? Did I miss that? People were sending in videos to be someone's manager. Tanner's well, shaking it, his head like he agrees, but I, I don't think I, any I'm of us can remember who remember. it was for. Yeah, I'm Was it the man in... I know people sending videos to be part of Cody's open challenge for the TNT title. Um, mm. And the only thing I remember about um, managers was... Uh, maybe maybe was it, that was, was it. Was it for Sean Spears? Sean Spears was looking for a tag partner. Yeah, that Sean, could be it yeah, as well. I, I think you might be right there. That does sound very familiar, though. The, I do find it funny, though, that uh, I've never heard of a manager who is so good that they didn't have to be there for a wrestling match. But hey, Cloudy's real special. So, in well, but two she... or three weeks, we so uh, she did such a good job that they didn't need her anymore. <laughs> they were, yeah, they were that good. We have the confidence to get to take care of this and do it without shoulders. I mean, cloudy, <laughs> mm. cloudy shoulders. Or maybe it's cause they got a lot of backlash from the fact that it was clearly a bloke dressed as a woman pretending to be a sunny ripoff. It could mm. have been that. It, I mean, this day and age, yes, I would absolutely, I, I could absolutely see that back then. Maybe, maybe not, you know, mm -hmm. So, but then we actually get into the match. The match doesn't really start until almost four minutes into the card, um, where we hear that Jake is completely out due to rib injuries. Um, okay. So the Jake versus Mankind match is not going to happen. It's now going to be Mankind versus Henry Godwin. Um, and the, 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 the truth behind that was actually that Jake no showed the event uh, uh -huh. uh, and he, he felt he'd fallen off the wagon, which to be fair, over the last few weeks of abuse that he took from uh from uh Jerry Lawler, um, it wouldn't have surprised me because Jerry Lawler has been brutal and he was even he was even worse in this event. He yeah. just it's something that he wouldn't let lie. It was it was it was awful to listen to. Yeah. Mm -hmm consistently um so thoughts on the body donna's versus guns match tanner um okay so it, the match was okay it was it, it was fine um it not well, a not was a, it not a very exciting match uh per se um but with that being said um I was pretty confused by the fact that 
you've got the tag team champions and they're not defending their titles on the first match of the card and yet they lose. Um, and I think later on in the show, we actually get an advert saying that Shawn Michaels and Ahmed Johnson would be challenging the smoking guns for the tag titles the next night on raw, which really made no sense to me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, good on the body Donna's for, for picking up a nice win and trying to, I guess, slowly close out of this feud involving sunny and cloudy and uh, a whole bunch of other nonsense. But uh, yeah, I, I really wish that they could have made a little bit more sense of what happened here in the match. <laughs> I think the most confusing thing in the match was Bart gets skip with his shoulders on the second rope, holding his legs Mm-hmm. Billy comes in, bounces off the opposite side ropes, and looks like he's going to leapfrog over Bart onto Skip's midsection mm-hmm. and doesn't for whatever reason. Like, he can't get over him. And then they tried to say that Harvey Whippleman stopped it. And, like, I went back and watched this a couple times. Like, what? what? I literally tweeted Billy Gunn, like, what happened here? Was this a tower too tall for you to sight, you know, uh, skyscrape over? Like, what what happened here? I haven't gotten a response yet, but if I do, we'll share that on on the Twitter feed. Definitely, let us know. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm. It really, it just didn't look good. Like, no. w- was it a flub? Did what happened here? Yeah. So if you um, hear the crowd straight after that, you can hear them absolutely ripping Billy Gunn a new a new asshole. They hated this. Uh, but if you, you can actually hear Billy blaming Bart, he mm-hmm. points to Bart and says he was meant to duck down. Uh, and there's like a little bit of pushing and shoving there. Uh, so I think it was a mistake on Bart's uh, uh, part. He was meant to kind of like duck so Billy could could kind of like leapfrog over him. Yeah, but it it looked ridiculous it it, yeah. it looked so amateur um and and even before that the uh, it was just it just felt like a, an amateur uh, wrestling match you had the the uh the wrist lock that was held on billy for about five minutes which just seemed never ending you had uh sunny throwing a hat into the ring to mm. uh dis- distract uh distract uh skip even though he wasn't looking at the hat, and then he, he knew instinctively to stop and look for the hat, and then he went round to to um, be the saviour of Sonny, um, gets a slap for his for his troubles, and then Sonny has, has to collapse again so the the uh, the smoking guns can do the double close, and it just it was just it was almost like wrestling training. The, there was mm-hmm. no there was no kind of like chemistry between the guns at all. Mm-hmm. They were just. They just felt like two wrestlers thrown in a tag team. And um, I've got to give props to Zip and, and Skip. They actually were decent at wrestling. Yeah. Um, it's just that there was no chemistry at all in this match. There was no stakes in the match because even if they win, they don't get a title shot. Um, this just felt like uh, Chris Candido was, was in a match just because Sonny was on the opposite side, I suppose, and, mm-hmm. and with them being like um, a boyfriend and girlfriend at the time, it was just they were thrown together. But, yeah, the match was not good. Sonny was 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 good at what she did. I mean, we've praised Sonny a, a few times over on the show already, uh, and she was really good at, at that character work. But, yeah, the, the match was, was gash. 
And it's really sad to say that about the guns because we've already seen a couple batches with them and they've worked fairly well together. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, we've said before that Billy is is the pillar of the guns. He's the mm-hmm. one to me that as far as wrestling goes, the the wrestling aspect of it, he's the one that makes it work. But for for this to be such a flub of a match was was rather shocking and and saddening. Mm-hmm. I I will try to come to this match's defense. It doesn't deserve it, but I'll try. Um, they don't. <laughs> um, there were some cool spots. Uh, that the world's largest atomic drop. That was cool. I appreciated that. That could have gone very, very wrong. Uh, and uh, I'm glad that everybody involved was okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I liked the finish. I thought the finish was pretty was pretty nifty. Um, a, a, a finish far superior to what the match was. Um, but uh, yeah, thought the, I thought the finish was very good. Yeah, I'll definitely give you that. Um, Bonnie Don is winning by pinning Bart because Billy and Sonny are distracting Harvey Whippleman, and it completely backfires on them. And I, I think that that aspect of it worked. You know, and so issues in the gun camp early on, you know, as much as it works, it doesn't work. And of course, then we get the backstage promo from uh, Mr. Perfect with Camp Cornette. Cornette, of course, claiming that Lothario pulled a switchblade on him when his back was turned and ducked just in the nick of time. And Vader came to do his rescue and, you know, Cornette talking out of his behind as usual. And so then we go from there to Mankind versus Henry Godwin with Hillbilly Jim. There were no goats. There was a slop bucket, which never really got used. Um, But, of course, Henry Godwin was replacing Jake. Um, It was... uh, But I'll be honest with you. I felt felt that way about a lot of this show. Like... Mm. They both look good. They both look strong. I felt like it was a good match overall. Mankind gets him in the end with the mandible claw. He tries to hold on as long as he can, and then he's just done. And we're all done. Yeah, I agree. It was not a good match. Um, Again, kind of like in, in the first match, I've got to give props because... Uh, Henry was was a very much a last minute uh, replacement. These guys probably had zero time to go over what the plan for the match was. Uh, they were just given an allotted amount of time and basically do what you can. So I've got to give them props for that to be able to come up with something on the fly. Um, and the majority of that has got to go to Mick Foley because he, um, I mean, at this time it wasn't that long into his, his uh, WWF career for him to be able to kind of carry. Uh, Henry Godwin to uh, a, a passable match. Um, I, I, I give him uh, all the all the props in the world for that. But yeah, it was seven minutes of meh. Mm. Um, I I really can't think of any two wrestlers on the roster at this point in time who are quite as different as as their their opposite number here in this <laughs> match. Um. 
I mean, we we got Jr. Um, in the opening match between the Body Donnas and the Smoking Guns, hyping up this match actually, and he was talking about, uh, you know, I think he was talking about uh, Henry Godwin's stats, his physical stats, and he's like, oh yeah, he's two eighty five, and it's going to be a real slobber knocker and all this and that, and it it was a it was a physical match, um, which I guess for his time was pretty good, um. But uh, yeah, would, would I would I want to rewatch <laughs> Henry Godwin and Mankind again? Probably not. I, I I'll pass. And I find it interesting that you said that because I missed some of Jr. hyping this match up, but uh, I did catch at the very end of this match Vince talking to Jr. But I don't feel like I heard Jr. at all. Through this match, it felt like it was just Vince and King going back and forth. So for somebody who hyped the match up a lot, you sure as heck didn't hear a whole lot from him throughout the match in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that may be because Lola spent the majority of the time slating um, Jake the Snake. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it was a case of... Uh, uh, Jim didn't want to get involved in that conversation um, because I think at this time he was still part of talent relations, so he would be the person who dealt with Jake, I would assume. Um, so maybe he wanted to stay neutral, not really get involved in, in the in the the back and forth with Jerry, uh, and and hope that maybe Jerry will calm down after this match and and they'll actually get into doing some commentary. Sure. So then after that, we get the backstage look at the superstar line being manned by um, the Body Donnas on one screen with Brian Pillman <laughs> sitting there. And then on the split screen, we have another interviewer whom I have never seen or heard of. Um, well, that, that was Raymond Rougeau. Ah, okay. And then talking to – and he's talking to um, Sonny and the Guns. And there was a lot of um, – Interesting comments by uh, Mr. Paleman. <laughs> uh, at first, watching this, I thought, they haven't watered down Brian Pillman already to where he's, uh, Brian Pillman, I'm, I'm location here with the body donors, but he didn't let me down when he was saying, yeah, these guys suck. And <laughs> you, you had a skip on the phone with someone, but then still trying to kind of like answer Brian back. And yeah, it was brilliant. Brian uh, has been superb in, in the few times that we've seen him. And this, this was no different. It was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. It, especially the, the one comment, Oh, they want to, Take Sonny on two on one, and I'm like, oh, how did they that want to double team Sonny? Yeah. yeah, I was like, holy chisballs. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's live, it's a pay per view, there's only so much of it, you know, you can edit at that point. And, and there's things that you can get away with live in a pay per view type event, especially back then, because back then we hadn't had the, um, the infamous Super Bowl incident with Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. So we didn't have the delay to where things could be, you know, edited, bleeped, covered up or what have you. Mm. So, you know, back then you you weren't going to catch it until it was gone. That That's just how that was. And so and trying to put a filter on Brian Pillman sounds like trying to bathe the cat in the toilet. It's just not going to work. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've. 
if Vince would have been in Gorilla as he is now, he would have been screaming down that microphone. But luckily for us, he was at ringside commentating, so we got that uh, that pearl from from Brian Pillman. And bless his heart, he tried to like, whoa, Pillman, whoa, whoa, <laughs> bless his heart. Like that's just, which honestly, it just makes me excited to see more from Pillman. To be honest with you, especially with. Vince on commentary and not in Gorilla, him having to react to Pillman and try and keep his shit together. Like, I, I, I don't know why, but this this tickles me. Like, I'm I'm giddy with excitement. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that's why you bring Brian Pillman in. And I, and I wonder if, if Vince would have been actually as mad as we think he might have been. I mean, it, it, he does seem to... Uh, be slowly with some of the things that we see already here in 1996 raw, it does seem as though he's slowly warming up to more of that edginess, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, I wonder if it's all maybe part of a grand plan of his. We'll Vince, have to wait. The plan? <laughs> we'll have to no. wait. And see. <laughs> No. So then we cut back to to the ring. We've got Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Mark Merrow with Sable. This is, of course, the rematch from the uh, semifinals of the King of the Ring tournament mm. in which um, Stone Cold gave Mark Merrow his very first pin in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where I completely lost it, you guys. I'm not even going to lie. Like, this is where I started scrolling and, compl- and and I don't know why, because the King of the Ring match was fairly decent between these two. But I could not get engaged with this match at all. You know, we got a shot at one point of Marlena in the back talking to the movie usher as he's typing something out. We, of course, didn't get any audio with that. And then it towards the end of the match... Marlena comes out with the usher, I guess, staring down stable, uh, Sable, and then disappears back to the back. Just well, like... the, the, the usher hands um, a gold envelope to, I think he hands it to King, and then King hands it to Vince. Um, but yeah, getting to the match, uh, I can see your point. This was not as good as the the, the King of the Ring match uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Um but up to press, I think for me was the best match on the card so far. Um, seeing uh, the kind of like um, the the mix of the the, the WCW technical wrestler uh, Stone Cold and and then uh, slowly bringing in this kind of brawler style. I think he, him and Miro work well in the ring together. I think uh, Miro's kind of high-flying technical skill really kind of blends well with Austin's uh, more ground-based attacks, but um, but still with that, that technical element. Um, so for me, I actually really enjoyed this match, um, and I thought the, the, the finish was good with, uh, with uh, Miro getting um, um, crotched on the top rope uh, and then getting uh, the early iterations of the stunner um, but yeah, I actually thought that this was was it was not a brilliant match, but it certainly was was not the worst match on the card. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that it would be a fairly average match by today's standards. Um, certainly, I would say almost as good as, as the King of the Ring one. Um, I think what's happening here, and this is something I've kind of noticed 
as as went along watching the show uh i think the opening match of the show just really killed things like they got <laughs> the crowd really hot at like that closing segment with uh uh cornet and then vader coming in and Shawn michaels coming to save um uh, uh what's his name lothario lothario thank you we lothario. got you um they were really hot for that and then the opening match kind of a dud then you had godwin and mankind kind of a dud this match it didn't really have a very good lead in um mm-hmm. decent wrestling um but the crowd was certainly not hot for it and sometimes a crowd makes a match really um and we've got to remember that this is not yet the austin that that uh went on to be a massive massive superstar yeah he's had the austin 316 uh promo that becomes huge but it still takes a while for for that austin to uh develop into the the kind of anti-hero that that uh we end up uh, all knowing and loving he's still trying to be the heel heel if you understand what i mean and like i said Tanya, you made a great point the leading to this was 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 terrible so they had to really claw this crowd back uh it's the old adage of everything was cool until the bell rung and for mm-hmm. the first couple of matches the the wrestling were was a letdown mm-hmm. yeah I, and i'll agree with that and you know it's like i told mags before we started recording you know i'm i'm willing to put some of this also on myself to me not being fully into it. I'm still getting over being sick and you know, the brain just isn't there. I'll be honest with you. I was more excited about recording the podcast than I was watching the show, but maybe that has more to do with you guys. Oh yeah. Okay. Now back to the bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That shit ain't gonna last long. Um, and so after the match, we see Bob Backlund in the crowd campaigning for something. Uh, he's running for president, I believe. Uh, 1996, that would have been uh, Bill Clinton and Bob Dole. Yeah. Oh, oh, I Bob see. Bob Dole would vote for Bob Dole. Exactly. The, the, the Simpsons joke to end all Simpsons jokes. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. And then, of course, after that, we get the ad for Raw announcing the guns versus Shawn Michaels and Ahmed Johnson for the tag team titles, which to some extent makes sense considering they both beat the guns for their attempts at getting their respective titles, not the tag team titles, but, you know, like, all right, you tried to come for our titles. Now we're going to come for your titles, you know, that kind of thing. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. 
Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Um, and then afterwards, we got uh, Goldust and Marlena versus Undertaker and Paul Bearer. <sighs> Yes. Yeah. Tanner's <laughs> shaking his head. I think we're all, you know, Gold Dust is playing, you know, it 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 seemed to be that he talked a lot of smack. He made a lot of moves, but when it came time to get toe to toe with the taker, that's a lot of tease. He, he played chicken shit. Sorry. And and it didn't I don't think it really did anything for the match in and of itself. I thought it was stupid. I thought it wasn't great. Marlena getting involved and covering gold dust to keep Taker from throwing the top half of the uh, steel steps on him was, nah. you know, the it just went really slow. It did not pick up until the end when mankind popped up out of the ring. Out of nowhere and brings Taker underneath. It, it just, again, could not get into the match itself. After the match, yeah, I'm there. I'm totally, what the heck, what's happening? Where's Taker? The whole nine yards. But the match itself, I'm like, I, God, there's sometimes where I wish we recorded live so that people could see my face. But I was literally sitting there like this. Like, with the most dull expression on my face, my hand over my face, like, dear God, is it over yet? And my husband's just, like, laughing his ass off at me. He's like, come on, watch the show. I'm like, I will throw <laughs> you at your goddamn head. Like, back off me. Yeah. Um, and I think the issue uh, is that this feud was... Uh, it's, it's so hard to explain because we had Undertaker versus Mankind and then we got Goldust versus Undertaker in like a mini feud with the, the, the casket match and the blowing uh, the gold dust into Taker's face. And it was all to lead into Undertaker versus Mankind again. I don't get what the point of, of having Goldust in this for, for the month or so does. Why not just elongate that that mankind Undertaker feud? Overhyped, uh, underdelivered. Yeah, especially when you had mankind on the earlier on the card, he was going to be facing Jake the Snake. What? Why? Yeah. <laughs> why not have him just in this feud? Have Goldust take on Jake the Snake? This it, the the issue I have with Goldust being in this is he didn't need to be there. If you're going to continue the mankind versus Undertaker feud. You didn't need a mini feud as a as kind of like a palate cleanser before you restarted the the mankind feud. I would definitely would have rathered put another match in there instead of mankind Jake, mankind whoever. Put something else there, you know. Even if it was the plumber versus the dumpster man 
all over again, whatever, something else there, keep mankind, because mankind is already this enigma of a character to, to begin with, let, leave him out, let him be under the ring, hidden somewhere until that match. You want to throw this gold dust taker thing in here and then keep it going. That's fine. Leave mankind out until this match and still do what they did. I think it would have had more impact personally. Yeah, and I think that's why we got a Mankind match on this card. Uh, it was to get him in the area of ringside. And, and I know near the end of the, the match, he kind of runs down to the, uh, the, 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 st- the set, but we never see him go back backstage. And I can only assume once the lights got, get cut, uh, he's back under the ring. I think we essentially just got a Mankind match just so he's there. In, in they're able to get him under the ring some way or somehow. Really weird. Hmm. I feel like I feel like this matchup had so much potential. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad. I'm just, just disappointed. Oh, <laughs> That's, uh, that's, that's way worse. That's just way worse. Yeah, I, I, I don't regret saying it. It was, it was, um, almost ten minutes worth of of not much going on. A lot of stalling on uh, Gold Dust's part. Um, Undertaker, when he did get Gold Dust, not a whole lot was going on. Um. And then, like you said, Mags, I mean, this is going back to uh, this 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 little mini excursion for Undertaker taking on Goldust right in the midst of his feud with Mankind. Um, and they made sure that you remembered which is the feud that you should actually care about. Yeah. So. I mean, to be fair, though, uh, the, all, all the, uh, the first 10 minutes or so is missable. But I, I did really enjoy... Mankind coming, cutting his way through the the ring, dragging Undertaker down. We get all the smoke effects. Um, we get Paul Bearer, oh, Undertaker, uh, and then we get something that that you didn't expect with Undertaker coming out of the other side of the uh, the uh, the apron of the ring uh, and and beating up on on Mankind. So that that was cool, and it got us to uh, to. Uh, the next part of the feud, but I just didn't like the whole gold dust being involved in it because he didn't need to be there. We could have had that without, we could have had all this without gold dust being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with angry lemonade. You can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code chair Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 
Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. So then they tape the hole and we continue on. We got a really weird uh, SummerSlam Olympics promo. Which the only great thing about that was I thought it, this was brilliant. It, it was goofy this. and silly, and and don't get me wrong, I, I'm not saying I disliked it, but I think the best part of it was uh, Stone Cold with the shot put hitting the <laughs> Olympic torch runner in the head, and he goes, he ends up on fire. I don't know why, but that was my favorite part of the whole thing. Oh, oh, Ahmed Johnson, who is built like a barrel, doing the hundred meter sprint. I mean, right, and just going. There must have been the fifty thing. wrestlers who could run faster than Ahmed Johnson. But I, I thought this was a brilliant uh, little advert for SummerSlam. I really enjoyed it. It's the it's the Stone Cold with his grimace, but a, a shot put. It's just it's just so out of character. It's brilliant. It, it, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, and then we cut from there to a promo backstage with Doc um, Michael. This is the only part that I really picked up out of that promo between Ahmed Johnson, Shawn Michaels, and Sid, is that somewhere around the end, Shawn Michaels kind of threw out a Hogan-esque line. Like, he didn't fully go go there, but it, there was a quick, what you gonna do when... <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, are we stealing lines tonight? Is that what's happening? Oh my goodness. Cheeky, cheeky. Yeah, and Ahmed comes off with his uh, usual you can't understand a word he's saying promo. Shawn Michaels tries to carry it a little bit, uh, but I I actually thought Sid did a really good job, and he's he's historically known for being bad at at live promos, but I thought he was actually really entertaining and and really threatening. Um, um, I was actually hot for Sid's return because of what happened the week before and because of this promo. Mm. So let me ask you this, Tanner. So at this point, I'm obviously watching with my husband, and he's watching all of this go down. And as my husband tends to want to do, I don't know why, but he goes, bait and switch, bait and switch. And I'm like, what? He's like, bait and switch. Sid's never known for having anybody's back. It's going to be a bait and switch. But he does that to this day. He picks one promo and goes, bait and switch. Mm -hmm. Whether it comes true or not, he's like, just wait, just wait. It'll happen. It'll happen. Mm -hmm. I'm like, dude. (laughs) <laughs> it cracks me up every time. Did you did you have the same feeling watching this promo? It was in the back of my mind because in I guess in the lead up to this match, uh, we were we'd been told on the Raws. I think the last couple of Raws leading up to this, I want to say it may have been King. I'm not 100 percent sure, so don't quote it. Don't quote me on it. But there was there was the idea that uh, Sid could not be trusted no matter what. Um, and that him and Shawn Michaels had a history and that um, it wasn't a very good history last it was left off at. So there was something in the back of my mind that said, okay, maybe this is something to watch for. I wasn't quite convinced that Sid was going to outright just uh, lay out Shawn or, you know, cost the team the match. But it was, I, there was a little bit of a sneaking suspicion. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. 
I, I just love messing with him when he does that. So it's just like, really? It's like, is everything a bait and switch to you? And it, it is. It is for him. I, I don't mean, know I why. Mean, they, they, the, uh, Sid and Shawn Michaels did have a story in history. He, he came in as, uh, as Shawn Michaels' bodyguard in the feud with Diesel, if mm. I remember rightly. Uh, and there is a point where... Um, uh, Sid turned on Sean and uh, power bomb, bombed him about five times in a row. So there is there is that tension there, um, which, which obviously adds to the the story of the match. Sure. So then we get the actual match, all the guys walking out individually, I might add, with the exception of Camp Cornette. Camp Cornette all comes out together, but we had Sid come out to his united. own. They're united. Ex- of That's course why. they are. United under one tennis racket and uh here's my note for the beginning of this match my husband is an asshole and here's why all three guys of the in in the face corner sid Shawn michaels and ahmed johnson Mm -hmm. are still alive all three heels in this match are no longer with us oh Ooh. I mean that that's dark, but I don't. Why <laughs> Thank does you. That, why does that make your husband an asshole? Because did he kill the three heels? No, of course not. <laughs> but it it he's an asshole for bringing that up at the beginning of the match before I'd even watched it. Like so, now there's like this cloud over the whole match. Going, these guys are are dead. These guys are gone. You know, they're not here anymore. And it's just, it's like, why would you do that? But right at the beginning of a match, like, yes, it's a fair, truthful point. But like, why would you bring that up now? Like, ugh. I mean, and then I was like, well, no, I tried to come back at him and like, Cornette's still alive. He's like, okay, he's not actually in the match. He's just with them. And his career died a long time ago. And I was like, wow. He's dead on the inside. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Like, wow. Like, I thought I threw some Cornette shade. That was some serious Cornette shade. Man. But, I mean, overall, I think this was was probably my favorite and the best match on the card of the night. You know? Um, long, long way. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it was a long match too. We, we started off with uh, in the ring with Vader versus Johnson, but Vader was like, "Nah, I want Michaels. I want Michaels," and he got Michaels. Mm-hmm. And you know, they really put it to Michaels a lot of this match. Michaels kind of carried the brunt of the beating throughout mm-hmm. this whole match and kept it alive. And I will say, one of my favorite setups was Owen versus Sean and it was near fall after near fall after near fall. I don't know why I like that so much, but there was, cause sometimes, you know, you get in these sequences of near fall after near fall and it's just like, Oh dear God, do something else. It's not freaking working, but there was something about the energy between the two of them that made it work so well that still made it compelling. Like for example, um, Owen has Sean flat on his back and is laid on top of him. And Sean Michaels uses his feet and back and arches up like almost in a crab, making a U with the two of them and get and flips him around and gets back up. Like I was like, okay, first of all, Sean Michaels can't do that anymore. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, we, we know we, that. 
we actually see a similar thing in the Mark Miller and, and um, Stone Cold match. Uh, Stone Cold and, and Mark do pretty much the same thing. Uh, the the difference is, I think Shawn Michaels kind of turns it into almost a backslide, where um, um, uh, Stone Cold and, and Mark Miller kind of just break away. But yeah, it was. Uh, I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was was. It, it did everything that it needed to do. You got the the, the face uh, in peril, getting absolutely whooped, and Shawn Michaels, uh, for all his faults, he is one of the best at selling a whooping. Um, and then when when they got the hot tag to either Ahmed or to to Sid, I mean, when Sid came in with those clotheslines, Jesus Christ, he looked like he was taking people's heads clean off. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this match. Everybody knew their spot. Everybody knew their place. Uh, I had a little bit of an issue with Ahmed when he was doing those German suplexes because they looked rough. Um, he, he almost was kind of like leaning to the side and, and kind of like uh, side slamming Owen Hart, which, yeah, they, they look, looked absolutely brutal. Uh, but all in all, I, I really... Uh, enjoyed this match. I thought the finish was was perfect. It meant that uh, Jim Cornette didn't have to pay out between four and seven million dollars as right. he kept claiming. Uh, and then it leads into uh, into um, the the storyline we're going for SummerSlam. So mm-hmm. I thought this was by far the best match on the card. And I really like that we mostly got King and Jr. on commentary this go round. There wasn't a whole lot of events. Um, in this conversation, and which you know meant that we kind of see shades of King and Jr. from the future. But um, Tanner, you look like you're about to burst. Go. Oh, I, I'm 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 chilling. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we didn't get the the uh, oh what, what a maneuver. We didn't. We didn't have to that. Um, no, this this match was by far the the best match on the card. Like like seriously, if you're gonna watch this show. Go ahead and just skip all the rest of it. It, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Much. It just yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> you can go right to the main event and you'll be fully caught up with everything that happened in this show that's important. Uh, from from the time that this match begins all the way through the closing of the show with Gorilla Monsoon. Um yeah, uh, Sid looked really, really good. I was actually pleasantly surprised by that. Um, Sean's great. Surprise, surprise. Right. Um, yeah, everybody did their part. And and when Vader pins Sean, um, that, that, of course, leads to their their eventual big feud uh, that they have over the over the title. And uh, yeah, everybody went home Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I have to say, I have to say the one thing that, you know, the, the, I don't know if it's the elephant in the room, but the one thing that we haven't mentioned is that security at this show was absolute hot garbage. Oh, yes. Thank you for reminding me. You're very welcome. Because earlier on in the show, we have the fans sitting behind J.R. King and, and Vince, and we've got fans throwing paper crowns at King mm-hmm. and getting upset. And then you see security kind of stepping in. And then in the midst of this match, mm-hmm. uh, Vader has Sean in like a side choke. Yeah, he and- has him at a Cobra clutch, which lasts for like, Five minutes. And like, apparently was- one fan decides, nope, you ain't yeah. doing my boy Sean like that. He pulled yeah. a tanner and decided to run in and break it up. 
you know, yeah, the ultimate yeah. Sean uh, fanboy over there. Yeah. And uh, and I have to say props to Davy Boy Smith, Earl Hebner, and Ahmed Johnson yeah. for yeah. immediately catching it and going after him before they he could ever set foot yeah. in that ring. If they were on him like yeah. stank on shit. If they caught him, he was getting a whooping. He was, he was getting he was getting crushed. Oh um, yeah. Well, let, let's also rewind a little bit to before the match even started. Shawn Michaels is headed to the ring. And he's he's <laughs> he's giving a high five to the fans, and everybody's like, "Yeah, it's a great time." Shawn Michaels is here. And it's like, "Yeah, that's awesome." Um, and then I guess there was a little bit of an incident where everybody rushed one part of the barricade, and the entire barricade fell over. And Shawn's <laughs> like, uh, "Do I, do I help the people?" So he's like awkwardly trying to help people back Perfect. up and like put the put the barricade back up. Yeah, it's it great. It. it security and setup at this show was a hot mess. General Motors Arena for Vancouver, British Columbia, 1996, do better. I don't know. It's a little late now, but, you know. 25 years on and Ori said, you better be doing better. She's going to check. If we come to 997, it's still the same. This is, but this is what I'm wondering. This, you know, I haven't gone to look this up because this just occurred to me. You know, Vince would have been upset about that crap, all of it. And it makes me wonder how long it was before they even went back. King was absolutely fuming, uh, especially oh, yeah. when when one of the, the fans balanced a, a paper crown on his head. He was like, security better take care of that guy because I may smack him in the mouth. Oh, yeah. He was he he was very upset. So you you know you got to imagine that that Vince was kind of reining it in until the end of the show. Like okay, we've got barricades going down. We got fans acting the asshole. We got another one trying to run in in the middle of a match. You know you know he couldn't have been been happy about that. So it makes me wonder how long it was before WWF WWE whatever went back to that arena because you know Vince can carry a grudge. We all we, know that. We'll find out. In December 1998, because they returned for rock bottom. So two, so two years, approximately. Over two years, yeah. Over yeah. two years. And then after yeah. that, after that, they don't then go back for 22 years. Wow. Mm. So it makes me wonder what happened in that show, which we'll get to two years from now. <laughs> We'll get to that later down the line. Exactly. So, of course, we get the pin um, because of the Cornette um, interference. Sean had set up Vader for the um, sweet chin music. I almost said super kick party. Wow. Wrong super kicks. Um, set him up for the sweet chin music. Cornette grabs the foot, um, distracts him. Vader bombs him in the corner. Jose Lothario beats the snot out of Cornette. It's so satisfying. And uh, Vader lays him out, gives him the Vader bomb, and we are done. Power bomb. So Sid comes in, and it's power bombs for everybody except Vader. They pull him out at the last second. Michaels throws himself over the top rope, takes out Vader. Um, and that's pretty much the end. They finally pull him off and separate him and get him apart. And then we have the extra. Um, with Doc and President Monsoon, he announces Mankind versus Taker in the first ever Boiler Room match for August 14th, I believe they said, at SummerSlam, to which, of course, Cornette comes in asking for the Vader versus Michael for Michaels for champ match. 
Tanner, thoughts, yes. feelings? Uh, boiler room match, eh? Uh, I remember that being somewhat good, but that was tw- 20 years ago. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I haven't revisited it um, recently. Uh, so I've got a good feeling. I've got, I've I mean, got that's a good the feeling. Point of this, I I, I feel fu- warm and fuzzy about it. I, mm-hmm. I uh, hopefully we're gonna get a good build, and uh, yeah, that that that's where a lot of my hopes lie. Um, Sean versus Vader should actually be really good. Sean is off the charts amazing. Vader is also very 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 good. So we'll we'll see what happens there with that one. I'm 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 intrigued to see how that one on one contest turns out. And I feel like they set it up very well within this match with with Vader isolating Shawn Michaels so much and giving him that beat down. So the the logistics of this match make sense. Mm. Wouldn't you say, Mags? Yeah. Um I I love the 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 heel uh monster heel Vader character that we're getting. Um I think after his his, uh, his work in WCW, where he, he was absolutely dominant, bringing him in uh, to be uh, uh, as dominant as he was back then, it was it was a great idea. Um, it's just he's coming up against Shawn Michaels, and that's that's Vince's boy. Uh, and I think the reason why we didn't hear much of Vince during the match is because he may have uh, been secretly masturbating on Shawn Michaels. Um, Wow. But, but, but I mean, it seemed whole... like when we did hear him, it was always Vader, the Mastodon, the Mastodon. The, the man they call Vader. The man they call Vader, the absolute <laughs> Mastodon. Like, I, I heard think... the word Mastodon more in this match than I think I've ever heard it in a prehistoric museum. And and that was actually a JR thing. JR come up with the the uh, the name Mastodon for, for, for Vader. Um but yeah, uh, it does build for a good match um, at SummerSlam. The kind of like small, cocky uh, champion against the the big, brutal uh, beast uh, Invader. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm uh, excited to to watch. I mean, I know what happens, and I know uh, that it's it, it's disappointing. Uh, not so much the match, but we, we will get to that in, in upcoming episodes. Uh, but that and the the boiler room blow, uh, how can you go wrong? It's it's that's kind of like where the the real kind of genesis of of mankind's craziness uh, comes out, and uh, that leads to him being the the mankind that we all ended up falling in love with. So yeah, there's a a lot to be excited for in the in the the run up to SummerSlam. Absolutely, I'm 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 hopeful that next week's show will have me much more engaged than this pay-per-view and that SummerSlam will have me much more engaged than this pay-per-view. And like I said, I'm perfectly willing to admit, you know, I'm getting over a week's worth of sickness. And so that, you know, sometimes how you physically feel can manipulate how you mentally feel about things. So, you know, who knows, maybe one day I'll go back and rewatch this and see if I feel any different. I doubt it, but you know, I, I would be willing to give it a try on a day where I felt somewhat better. Give it a try. I mean, you're a little too hopeful there, Tanner, bring it down a bit. (laughs) I mean, Tanner made a really good point earlier on in the show. Uh, If you are going to go and watch this back, 
definitely watch the main event because that is by far and away the best match on the card. Uh, and that, for me, is a match that, that still kind of stands out today. Um, I, I, I was really... Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I was really invested in it. So um, the rest is skippable. It, sh- it is skippable. But this is yeah. at a time where uh, a lot of these in-your-house shows were built around one match and the rest was, was filler, essentially. Right. And like I said, you know, this match in and of itself, I really enjoyed the the actions were engageable. You know, it kept me entertained. It kept me interested in watching it. I, I didn't have a problem with this match at all. It, it was really a lot of the rest of the card. And there were some decent matches, but it, it I just couldn't stay with it for whatever reason. So... But that brings us to the very end of In Your House International Incident. Next week, we will be looking at Raw After, which is going to be Season 4, Episode 29, if you're watching along with us on Peacock. Of course, you can find us online at ACIA Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can also email us. Mags, remind me what that email is, pretty please, sir. <laughs> a change in attitude podcast at gmail.com. That, see, I couldn't remember if you abbreviated it like you did Twitter or if it was just all one word. All one word, lowercase. All one word. At gmail.com. And Tanner, if the fine folks would like to engage with you elsewhere, where can they find you? Oh man, I'm everywhere on the internet. Can you imagine? Like it's just like you just Google me and I'm there. That's why uh, I stay off the internet so much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, no, so you can find me on Twitter at Texas Gentleman underscore, uh, where uh, you can find the links and stuff to my other Twitter accounts, uh, Headlock Talk, which is making a uh, a final run, uh, a bit of a retirement run here. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna put out 16 episodes of a series that I like to call wrestling lore, where I take a look at um, uh, a few different topics that uh, have always intrigued me uh, about wrestling, and then uh, we'll, we'll call it a day for headlock talk after that. Um, uh, as far as uh, real sports is concerned, uh, <laughs> you you can follow uh, us on Twitter at Radio Techers R A D I O T E K K E R S. Uh, what you have is uh, every weekend myself, uh, Mags, and uh, uh, the magnificent uh, Matt Willis. Uh, team up together to cover some Premier League action. And since this season is over, we're probably going to end up watching the Euros a lot together, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, So definitely check your local cable provider uh, or streaming service for the Euros. Um, And I feel like... uh... I feel like that just about covers it. I mean, there's links to here, of course, a change in wrestling or a change in wrestling, a change in attitude. So that that's a lot of fun. Definitely follow this this show on Twitter if you can. There's changes that's, all over the place. Yeah. Just Tanner, um, he's a changing. <laughs> the times are a changing. That's right. Mags, where can everybody find you? Other than uh, everywhere, because you're also everywhere. You're ev- wow. he's man he's of a million ev- podcasts. He's aptly everywhere. I, I I don't understand where I get this reputation from. <laughs> I'm barely anywhere. You can't uh, hardly hear my voice anywhere at all. But if you are interested in, in hearing and seeing what I have to say, I don't know why you would. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter at 
Podfather Mags. Uh, in terms of content, I'm on the aforementioned Radio Techers with uh, my good friend here, Tanner, uh, and uh, also Matt Willis is there. Uh, we talk football. <laughs> I also uh, am here on Chair Shop with uh, my son Carlos, where we uh, cover UFC for five rounds, and with uh, my brother from another mother, Ray Cash, uh, on the midweek mainstay on, on Chair Shop Radio. Um, I'm also on Chain Wrestling with, with Sa, where we uh, where we go over um, matches that are picked by uh, wrestling Twitter, and they all link into a chain, kind of like a, a Six Degrees of Separation style. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I, I, you can't really find me much on the internet. That's, I'll, I'll, I'll that's add four, one. right? Did I'll I count correctly? Is that four, or did I, I miss one? I'll add another uh, one on for him. Uh, y- y- you can also uh, check out Mags on uh, Bang Bang Podcast, uh, where, oh. uh, where where we did episode 50 with Bang Bang Podcast drafting uh, a fantasy roster of wrestlers. Uh, yeah, you can you can check that out. That's, uh, that was... Uh, I heard it was experience. quite interesting. I've never heard words used in the way that they were used on that show. I'm so upset that I missed this because I was sick. I was actually supposed to to be doing that with Mags, the lone woman in this testosterone fueled. I'm I'm honestly thankful that you weren't subjected to this kind of behavior by these people. <laughs> Do you think I'm so delicate, Tanner? I just I was offended. I mean. <laughs> no, I'm just Tana, oh. bang, Tana, bang bang podcast. Tana was, was eating chicken whilst making his picks. It's true. I I was eating chicken uh, for part of the show. Oh my gosh! And he also went rogue and decided to go off script like three times. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? It's just why the, am I not surprised? That is amazing. Kind of, the kind of man I am. Jeez. Well, for myself, if you are looking for me all along the interwebs, you can find me, of course, on the A Change in Attitude uh, Twitter feed. You can also follow my personal Twitter at Oriona75. That's O-R-I-O-N-A-7-5. You can find me with the same handle on TikTok, on Instagram. You can also find me on Twitch, typically Monday and Friday evenings um, at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I've been kind of taking a break from that uh, because of being sick, but hopefully we'll be back up and running with that soon. May adjust some dates and times due to the summer schedule and whatnot. So that is it for us this afternoon, evening, morning, whenever you prefer to be listening to us. Thank you so much for joining us on A Change in Attitude. We'll see you next week right here on the Chairshot Radio Network. And don't forget, always use your head. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.